and welcome to Rebel Hearts, a podcast dedicated to the rebel girls and riot girls in the music industry and why they matter. Each episode will feature songs by bands you just need to hear. So if you think you're ready, I will see you in the front. Hey guys, and welcome back to Rebel Hearts. This is episode 21. This isn't going to be a regular episode. It's going to be basically just about me being on tour two with Paramore. I've seen them three times over the past couple of weeks. Um, well, the last week actually. And I wanted to talk to you guys about the coolest thing that ever happened to me. And that was going on stage with Paramore on Wednesday on October 4th at Radio City Music Hall for Misery Business. And a lot of people have been asking me about it. And a lot of people wanted to know, you know, everything. And I've got kind of um, overwhelmed with so many people asking me that I just wanted to make an episode and share it with you guys because it was surreal. I haven't really processed it yet and I don't think I'm ever going to process it. So I wanted to just talk to you guys for a couple minutes about how it happened and everything in between. So the last couple of years uh, since Paramore has doing has been doing misery business, you know, calling fans up on stage and everything, I never wanted to do it. I always felt that I would either mess up or it was just like too nerve wracking for me. You know, I was too anxious and just never wanted it to be me. I mean, on the inside, everybody kind of wants to get picked. At least I think maybe you guys disagree. But I think deep down inside, if you're like a huge Paramore fan, it's kind of like an inside dream, even if you don't think that you could ever do it or ever really want to do it. But I never really felt like I I really wanted to only because I was so scared, you know, like I would go to these shows and Haley would be trying to pick somebody and I would kind of like raise my hand, but hope she wasn't going to pick me, you know, kind of like one of those things like half in, half out. But um, I remember on Writing the Future, I was um, first row for the NYC date when they played Beacon Theater and I was next to my friend Kenny who we've been friends we've been friends since 2007 since before Riot came out we um, met in a Paramore live journal chat room that's where I met majority of my friends that I've actually seen on this tour which has been absolutely incredible you guys are uh, it's so surreal seeing people that I've met 10 years ago at Paramore shows it's it's there's nothing like it but um, I usually go with Kenny Anytime I can, when we go see Paramore in the city, he talked me into buying that ticket. And that's one of the best things that I ever did. It's the best money I ever spent in my life. No joke. Um, So he and I were next to each other and it was time to pick somebody. And like I had my hand raised, but my head down and like low key wanted to get picked. But high key was like stressed. And um, Haley was looking at Kenny and said, oh, what about her? And pointed to uh, Kelly and Kelly got picked. And I'm so happy for her because she had um, a sign with Tina from Rob's Burgers. And it said, uh, Ms. Biz. And I remember my boyfriend texting me through um, throughout the show. And he's like, Tina's here. I hope Tina gets picked for Ms. Biz. And I was like, ah, me too. I, I hope so too. So shout out to Kelly. I, I love you. And I'm so glad that you got picked for that show. And your sign is incredible and was incredible. And I always said that uh, if I ever got if I ever got picked, I would probably stand up there and do a Tina and just say, oh, for like five minutes. And um, but yeah, so writing the future was like the last tour that I went on. And I just kind of thought about it. I was like, 
would I ever really want to get picked? Would I ever, what would I do if I got picked? You know, would I cry? Would I crumble? Would I freeze? Like, what would I do? So I thought about that for a long time. And um, uh, Paramore obviously didn't tour for the last like year and a half, two years. I don't remember. Everything is a blur. Was writing the future 2015? I don't even remember. But um, so I had a lot of time to think about it and everything. And this last year was really kind of rough as far as anxiety wise. I mean, I didn't have a rough year in any other sense, but you know, at the beginning of the year, I don't know if you guys know, but I had another podcast with a childhood friend and it didn't really end well. And it was really kind of traumatic for me in a lot of different ways. You know, uh, having a friendship just kind of end and crumble like that was really heartbreaking. And then a project that actually was kind of just like a negative headspace and everything after a while, like that coming to an end. But I don't know, it was weird. I liked doing the project, but also I felt like there was a lot of negativity surrounding it and I felt really trapped. So then I started this podcast and it just kind of went downhill from there with the other project and it just ended really bitter and I'm still really kind of getting over it. But that that really kind of took up a chunk of my year so far, even though it really only happened you know, a couple months ago, but it's still kind of really hard because, you know, we were friends for 13 years, maybe even more. I'm just, you know, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm pretty sure it was longer, but I've known her for really, really, for a really long time. And it was just really, really sad. And I spent a lot of time thinking that she was going to try and, you know, come for me, which was just, you know, the anxiety taking over. Like I thought that she would try and like say stuff about me and like kind of talk behind my back. And, you know, I was just really worried about anything that she would say about me. And, you know, I don't really like look for her or anything, but as far as I know, she hasn't done that. So, you know, I'm glad that we both just kind of like ended it, moved on and that's it. But um, I spent a lot of time worrying about it and I spent a lot of time being anxious about it. And then just I had a lot of bad days as far as anxiety goes and everything. And then doing this podcast has been like an incredibly great outlet for me to, you know, overcome fear of so many things. You know, doing this isn't easy, you know, talking into a microphone and hoping that people care and people listen. It's just a really stressful thing for me. You know, I'm constantly checking to see if people are listening, if people like it. You know, it's just always... It's it's always such a hard thing for me to do, you know. I'm constantly wondering if people even care. Constantly, you know, if getting it the when I get attention, I don't know what to do with it, you know. So it's a lot of pressure. I mean, I love doing this podcast though, so it's actually a great thing to help with being anxious all the time and everything. So when I was doing this podcast and Haley listened to it and she responded to it, you know, it was a really positive thing for me because it made me feel like I could keep going. You know, somebody that you've known for a really long time finally, you know, says, hey, this is really cool. You know, thank you so much for doing this. It's just really awesome. A lot of Paramore fans that I don't even know or I've never met probably never will meet just because they live across the world. You know, all of their support is incredible. You know, I love I love everybody's support. You know, it's not just, you know, Haley's support that that meant the most to me everybody's support means the most to me it was just really nice because you feel like you've known somebody for like over the last 11 years and they you know listen to your project and it's just really cool you know and especially that episode that she listened to was really nice because it was the most vulnerable episode that I've recorded so far so after that happened I just decided that 2017 was going to be the year that everything kind of 
changed for me mental health wise because especially the last couple of years I've kind of taken ownership of it you know I I finally put a face to what I was dealing with so what I did was I wrote a text post on my iPhone it was like three screenshots and I basically just said over the last two three years you know I've been dealing with my anxiety and trying to put a face to it and what better way to finally say fuck you to mental illness is getting on stage in front of all your friends and singing misery business with your favorite band, you know, because all of my friends were coming to this tour regardless what date. Like I went to NYC. I went to Philly. I just got back from Boston a couple of hours ago. Um, I'm going back to Philly on Tuesday and I'm ending the tour in Toronto. So I thought that what better way to celebrate this year and try and get over all all of the negativity and all of the anxiety than to get on stage for Ms. Biz, you know, and it was the first time that I actually really, really wanted to do it. And I know that sounds really shitty because people probably have been wanting to do this for years and all of this. And it's not that I never wanted to, it's just, I never thought that I would could never thought I could do it because anxiety just like ruined me. It just it ruins everything that I do, you know? So it's not that I didn't want it. It's just that I never thought that it could actually happen because of my anxiety. So I never really pursued it. But with this text post, I decided that I was finally going to like grab, grab mental illness by the balls and say, fuck this. I'm not letting this win because, you know, all, all of this stuff that happened over the last couple months has just really taken a toll on me. And I just figured let's, let's put this to the test. You know, I was drive at the time I was, um, driving by myself and picking up people that I've never met in person before to go to these shows. And I've never lived, I lived, I've lived on Long Island for my entire life. I'm 24 and I've never driven off Long Island because I'm terrified of driving in the city. I'm terrified of, you know, being, you know, not 45 minutes from my house. You know, it's just like, it's stressful to me. Like my friends all the time, they live in Queens and they want me to come visit them and I just can't physically do it. And it's just like, really, really kind of killed me because I was supposed to see Paramore and Philly on self-titled and I was going with a friend who was driving and he bailed last minute to see Charlie XCX and at the time nobody wanted to go with me. I mean, I didn't know as many people as I do now. I probably would have found somebody to go with now, but at the time I didn't know anybody and my boyfriend didn't want to go and my mom didn't want to go. So the ticket went to waste. You know, I didn't even end up selling it. It just kind of like sat in my drawer. I still have it and it would it bummed me out because I really wanted to go. I really wanted to see Paramore on that tour more than once. And it just didn't happen because I just didn't want to drive. I just couldn't do it. So I've missed out on a lot of opportunities, especially Paramore opportunities, because I just wouldn't drive or I wouldn't go alone or I wouldn't take the train or I wouldn't do anything. You know, the city is only like an hour from me and I just can't do it. I won't even take a train. I won't even take a subway. It's just something that stresses me the fuck out and just like, I can't physically do it. I don't know if anybody understands that, but it's just like something I can't do. So I wrote my text post that this is the first time that I've actually decided to go anywhere without my boyfriend or my parents or anybody that I've gone to shows with. So I was already testing the limits of my anxiety with that. And then I said, let's throw something else in it. Let's, let's try and get on stage for misery business and really, you know, do this. And I had this whole thing planned out. You know, if I, I was thinking to myself, if I ever got on stage, I would kind of make this speech and say, you know, this is for everybody that deals with anxiety and mental illness. I ended up writing in a tweet after on that night. And it's really true. If I can get on stage in front of 6,000 people at Radio City Music Hall, 
and sing misery business really off key, you guys can do anything, you know, and I know a lot of people say that, but it's really true as somebody who has never left Long Island and lives an hour out of the city, you know, if I can do that, I can, I can do anything, you can do anything. So I wanted to say that at least first. So I made the text post, I posted it on, um, on Twitter and I posted a picture from 2007 of me and Haley um, that my mom took and um, I tweeted it out and I didn't look at my phone for like 10, 15 minutes. I went to go get coffee and my hands were just shaking. I was sweating. I was shaking. Like I, I couldn't believe what I just did. I was like, am I really just going to put this out there? Like, what am I doing? First, I was I was stressed because I was like, I had asked for advice prior to this happening. I asked for advice like maybe a month prior to this. I said, um, I asked everybody, I said, would it be weird if I made a video uh, explaining what misery business would mean to me? And everybody was kind of supportive about it. One person said it might have been weird, but it was worth it. And that one person kind of like deterred me from making a video. So, I mean, I'm kind of glad I didn't make a video because it probably would have been super weird and I probably would have cried and it probably would have been a mess. But um, I ended up making the text post. And after I posted it, I was like, this is this looks so desperate. This is this is so stupid. I can't believe that I'm doing this. Who's actually going to care about this? So I was like sweating. I went and got my coffee. Didn't make it any better because the caffeine just like went right through me. And like I was a fucking nervous mess. So it got a lot of support. People were hashtagging Sam from his biz, you know, a lot of positive reaction. Why I did this a month before I was going on tour too, I couldn't tell you, but I decided to do it a month before I was going to any show. So I let that sit for like a couple of days. It got a, it got a decent amount of shares. It got a decent amount of likes. You know, I was crying with all the support because it was just so incredible. Like to me, that was the cherry on top. So I did that. And then I changed the last picture a couple of times. I retweeted the um, the text post and I added a picture at the end of me in the red jumpsuit because I had bought it. And then the day before the show, I had posted a picture of the jumpsuit, my sign that I made, and um, my overalls that I was wearing to the Philly show. So I was kind of, I kind of like put it all out there, you know. Um, I didn't think Haley saw it. Um, she follows the Paramore crew and she didn't like it or anything. So I was like, ah, you know, it is what it is. You know, I put myself out there. Everything is fine. So um, that was that. I went to the show. I went in my jumpsuit. Everybody was like super stoked on it. It was really cool. I felt really uh, vulnerable though because I don't really like attention. I know that sounds weird because I had red hair for 12 years, but I, I really don't like attention. It kind of like shakes me and makes me really nervous. I mean, I, I love getting compliments, but I hate getting compliments because it's like, I don't like people to notice me, but it's also really nice to be noticed because when I was a kid, people were always really mean to me. So I've kind of been like, I always assume that anything that anybody ever said to me or about me was negative. So I never really liked attention and uh, up until, well, I still don't really like attention, but I've been dealing with it a lot better because high school, middle school, everything was rough because people were never nice to me. You know, and people always like said mean things about me. They called me ugly. They did this, that, and the other thing. So I just always assumed that if people were talking about me, it was never nice or constructive. So um, it was already stepping out of my comfort zone to wear that jumpsuit, but it got a lot of positive reactions. The ushers were really into it. Everything was cool. Mind you, before before this, I had a ticket to this show in... I actually had... 
I had a bunch of tickets to this show. I had a bunch of tickets for tour two. The tour two um, ticketing process was a fucking nightmare. I'm sure if you guys have been on tour two, you you know that already. Um, I had a bunch of tickets for this show. My friend Meg and her wife were supposed to go, and then last minute they couldn't, so I had to sell their tickets, and they did, and I did successfully, um, not without any issue, obviously, because this tour, this tour ticketing wise, was kind of a mess. Um, but I had a ticket, and it was next to my friend Danny and and her mom and it was super far or at least far for me you know I've seen Paramore pretty close a bunch of times so I don't really like seeing them from far away if I have the choice so I was sitting pretty far away and I was pretty bummed out about it even though I was going to be next to my friend so I was looking on a step hub and Ticketmaster up until like maybe the morning the morning of the show I was at work and I just like kind of scanned tickets while I was on my little lunch break and um I found a first row ticket, uh, a second row ticket. I'm sorry. No, third row. <laughs> I found a third row ticket. And um, my friend Megan, who I also met in that Paramore live journal chat room in 2007, she um, popped up out of nowhere the day before the show. And she said that she was looking for a pit ticket. So I texted her and I said, hey, let's go. Let's go in on these pit tickets because they would only sell them in pairs. So she's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So we bought the tickets on StubHub. And um, as soon as she sent me the PDF, it looked really fake. And I've been buying tickets on StubHub for a long time. I've bought real tickets before. Like, I thought I kind of knew what good tickets look like. And it looked super fake. I sent it to Danny, who works for Live Nation. She goes, yo, that that is definitely fake. <laughs> so I was freaking out. I talked to StubHub. They said that it was from a verified seller and everything. And it was all fine. So I had to believe them. I was like, well, I'm going to be really upset if I go to the show. And it, and I go to the um, I go to the front of the line and they scan it. It's not legit. So my mom ended up coming because she's friends with Danny's mom and she sat next to them and I sat my pit ticket um, the whole time I was walking there. I, the anxiety of it being fake kind of took over and it was ridiculous. But nonetheless, I got in, I got in the pit and it was amazing. Now, usually I know this sounds really shitty, but when I go to shows, I always look up the set list and not that I'm not having a good time, but like I'm kind of like anxiously waiting for it to be over, which is a really weird thing to do because it's not like I'm not happy to be there, but also like I kind of want it to end. It's a very weird feeling. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about, but um, I've done that with Paramore before. Unfortunately, you know, I'll look at the set list and I'll be like, okay, they have like three songs left, you know, whatever. And still having the time in my life, mind you. So anyway, um, the show starts. Best Coast was awesome. I love Best Coast. I've always loved Best Coast. Always going to love Best Coast. Um, so I'm really glad that I got to see them five times on this tour. And um, Paramore went on and it was just explosive. It was amazing. I've never danced so hard in my entire life at any show, let alone a Paramore show. Um, I was next to my friends too, which was nice. I was next to Megan and then a couple of my other friends bought the tickets next, next to us. And we've been friends since 2007 as well. So it was like a big family reunion. My friend Kenny was there. Um, my friend Daisy was there. Like ev everyone that I know, I think was at that show that lives in the tri-state area. Kelly was there. Um, ev everybody who I've probably interacted with on Twitter that lives in the tri-state area was at that show. So it was really awesome. And um, I I loved everything. I I didn't like the set list at first. I know it sucks to say, but when I saw it live, man, I love the set list. I think it flows really well. I think it's awesome. I think that they have an, a really good mix of old and new in it. Um, so the whole time I'm like freaking out. I'm dancing. I'm like moving. Everything is grooving. It was great. Dance, cried, laughed, the whole thing. 
And um, during everywhere, the Fleetwood Mac cover, something really interesting happened. Um, Haley had pointed to me and looked at me during the everywhere cover. And um, weirdly enough, um, over the past couple of years, I've noticed that um, Haley will usually recognize my friends, but she never really recognized me. And, you know, it's never really been like this whole thing where um, I would really hold it to a high regard or anything. But I just thought it was, you know... I kind of, I kind of felt a little left out because, you know, I was always going with my friends and she knows them, but she didn't know me. And it was just like, you know, I was a little jealous, not going to lie, because here we are as this whole big family. And I felt like I wasn't really included in it. And I know that sounds really, really shitty. And I know that sounds like a lot of pressure to put on the band, but, um, I just felt a little left out and, um, you know, I was on Parahoy and I was really thinking about it way too much. And I thought that, you know, am I really a part of the family? Like, am I really included? You know, do I really feel like I'm, I'm one of them? And it was a really weird feeling. And I don't know why I felt that like that. I don't feel like that anymore. Trust me. But, um, I, I was a little bummed out about it. Um, but, uh, so her pointing at me was a huge deal for me because I felt like, I was, I was noticed for once and none of my friends were really, um, around me. I mean, I was, I was with friends, but none of my usual friends, like I've only gone to Paramore shows with Megan like two or three times. So she's not my usual person that I sit with or stand with. It's usually Kenny. So, um, it was just really strange and like that made my night. And I know that sounds really weird, but it made my night because I finally felt like, you know, Yes, validation. Because I've been a Paramore fan for a very long time. I've been a fan of Paramore since November of 2006. So I finally felt like it was known by the band that I've been a 2006 fan. I know that sounds really stupid, but you know, every time that I hear Haley talk about people that are like OG fans and been there since the beginning, I always feel like, am I one of those fans or am I not one of those fans? And I know it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but it would it it's nice knowing that you know, the band that you've been growing up with knows that you're, um, you know, you've been a fan for a long time. So I know all of this makes no sense and it's really stupid, but that's just how I feel. But anyway, so I already thought that that was super cool. Now, mind you, the beginning of this, um, the beginning of the show, I was looking at the stage and I was thinking if anybody in front of me or anybody around me was getting up, how are they going to get up from Ms. Biz? And I was like, oh, you could probably jump it. It was just like a really weird feeling because I didn't think that I was going to gonna go up. You know, it's not like I, you know, <laughs> I had a group chat with uh, my friend Jamie and Olivia, with my friends Jamie and Olivia. And uh, they said, I think it's your time. I think it's happening. And I was like, no, guys, it's definitely not happening. <laughs> so um, it was a weird thought to have. I was just like, how would I get up there? The stage? I could jump that stage. So I'm standing there and misery business came so fast. Like that set, I, I said it about last night. I've said it in Philly. Like the set goes so fast. I know it's like an hour and a half set, but damn, it flows. So um, misery business finally came on and um, I had my little sign. I originally had a poster board sign, but I know that Radio City was probably going to be really strict about signs. So I made it into like a little shitty peeper sign and it said, uh, me with you, Ms. Biz with a question mark and the A to B life arrow because, you know, Haley loves me without you. I love me without you. And I thought it was clever as hell. <laughs> so um, it came time for Haley to pick and I had my sign all the way above my head, like just when she was picking, like I didn't have it the whole the whole time. And um, the kid in front of me that she interacted with a lot 
um he had a sign too he had a huge sign and i was like fuck guess that's not happening for me but i wasn't too bummed about it i was like i'm going to other shows i was like and you know what it's not going to be the end of the world you know i put myself out there and i had a lot of support so at the end of the day if Haley didn't see it or if you know it it doesn't happen for me i still feel you know Haley acknowledged that i was at the show and um my friends were super supportive so at the end of the day you know it was still a win for me so i had my sign above my head well i had it to my chest and then I didn't think that Haley saw it. Like I thought she was looking over me. So then I put it higher and security flipped out on me and they're like, you need to put it down. So I said, okay. So then I had it towards my chest. And at this point, Haley had already picked Tara, the other girl that went up and um, I still had it to my chest. And she said that she was uh, picking two people. So I already had like, you know, maybe it was going to be me, but I definitely thought it was going to be the guy in front of me. So I had it to my chest and I kept smiling at her and then out of nowhere, these two security guards, they come over to me out of the woodworks from like the left side and they're like screaming at me and I can't really hear anything that's going on because mind you, I had earplugs in. So they're screaming at me. They threatened to throw me out. They threatened to take and rip up my sign. They, they're like, we told you a million times, this, that, and the other thing. And I got really horrible flashbacks from the Central Park show on the final riot tour when I snuck into the photo pit when I was like 17 and... um the security guard screamed at me during Paramore's opening song. And uh, he's like, I told your mother, no, get out of the show, leave right now. And I was really traumatized from that. And I started crying hysterically. And sometimes thinking about it gives me PTSD. So I got <laughs> I got a little bit of a um, really horrible flashback when that guy threatened to throw me out of the show. So um, while all this is going on, I have no idea what I have no idea what's happening on stage. Like I've already disregarded everything that was going on. I knew I wasn't going to get get on stage. So it was like, ah, I'm just going to sit and sulk about this whole like throwing, throwing me out over a sign situation. So at this moment, Haley is almost about to pick another person. And she looks at me and she goes, do you want to, do you want to sing with us? And I, I feel my eyes widen and I feel my pupils dilate. And um, I just like point to myself and I'm like, me? And she's like, yeah. And that's all I heard, mind you. So I have my hands on my head and I'm saying, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And um, I tried to jump over the seats and then security, of course, yelled at me because holla means security. We're best friends. And um, I ended up going on the side where they had uh, stairs and stuff. So I got on stage and I couldn't see anything. I couldn't hear anything. And um, I hug. I hugged Tara. She's so sweet. Um, nicest girl. I'm so glad that we got to do Ms. Biz together. And then um, I go up to Haley and she gives me a hug and she goes, I read your letter. Now, mind you, at this point, I, I'm already in shock that I'm on stage and I don't know what's happening. So I couldn't process what she was talking about. I didn't know what letter she was referring to. So <laughs> I just said, thank you so much, because at this point, that's all that's all I knew that I wanted to say was thank you. So then um, Haley's talking. I don't hear a word she's saying. I don't know if you guys saw Eleanor's video about when she went up for misery business, but um, it's true. You don't hear anything. So Haley's talking. I heard her. I heard her offer me her mic that I that I heard. But um, she had asked if I was ready. And you just see if you see any video of this, you just see me stare at her for a good three seconds before I finally nod. It's because I didn't know what she said. And I was like super nervous that she actually asked me a legitimate question other than are you ready? And she was expecting an answer other than a nod. So then uh, then she asked Tara if she was ready. So I was like, oh, OK, that's what she asked me. 
So then um, Haley counts us off. I was already out of breath. I was already, you know, screaming for the rest for the whole show. So I had no voice. Um, if you guys listen to it, it's probably the most off key rendition of misery business that you guys have ever heard. So I'm sorry about that. And um, yeah, it was just really cool. I couldn't see a, a damn thing. I saw all white guys. I, I did not see anything. Like I wanted to look out into the crowd and see all my friends, but I literally saw white. <laughs> so um, after it was over, everything was awesome. I hugged Haley and I told her that I would see her on Friday in Philly. I thanked her. I thanked her a million times. And um, yeah. And then I got off stage and everybody was like showing me pictures saying good job and this, that, and the other thing. So yeah, that was really it. That's the whole story. Um, but it's just one of those things where I'm looking at the pictures, I'm seeing the video and uh, even people that I don't know, they were tweeting. They're like, oh my God, Sam got on stage. Um, and it was just, it's, it still makes me kind of tear up because it's like, I've never met any of these people or a majority of these people. And like having people that you don't know that live across the world, be super stoked for you is like a really incredible feeling that you can't really find anywhere else. And, um, I just, you know, I'm really proud of myself and, uh, I'm glad my mom was there. It was really cool. Um, I'm glad all my friends were there. Like if it was going to happen in any state, I'm glad it happened in New York because A, I live there and B, everybody I know was there. And um, yeah, I, there's never enough thank yous that I can say to Paramore, Haley, you know, it's, I, I just, thank you doesn't even seem like enough, but I know it's the only thing that I can say. Um, I just, this, this tour has been really special. Um, I've never gone on so many dates on a tour before. I'm going to five. I've said that a million times, but it just seems so weird going to five dates. Um, going to fucking Canada, guys. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. My parents rented an RV and wants to recreate uh, We're the Millers. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, so I'm just, I went to I went to the Boston show yesterday with Meg. Uh, me and Meg never met prior to yesterday. We've talked for over a year and um she's really cool i'm really glad i met her she's she's an amazing person and i'm glad i met somebody like her i'm glad that we traveled to boston together i slept at her house yesterday i drove all the way upstate um i'm just doing a lot of stuff this tour that i've never done before and it's just really terrifying and it's also really liberating and really awesome and it's just like i feel like if paramore didn't make this record if they didn't make after laughter none of this would be possible because you know I love Paramore. I've always loved Paramore, but I never really related to any of their music. I know that sounds super strange, but a lot of their songs, you know, I never connected to on a personal level. Like none of the things that they were talking about ever spoke to me. And I know that sounds really, really, really shitty, but um, I just love the music. You know, I didn't really relate to it. I just love the music. Um, I mean, I related to a couple things like I have, um, you are not useless, um, tattooed on me. And, um, I love misguided ghosts, careful, told you so like, I, I, I love Paramore. Don't get me wrong, but after laughter really hit me like a ton of bricks. And, um, I think if that record never happened and if they didn't explore feelings and if they didn't hit me with all the feels, I don't think any of this would have ever happened for me. You know, I think that After Laughter was the record that I needed this year. I think After Laughter was something that everybody needed this year, to be honest. And um, I just I'm really grateful that Paramore stuck it out. I'm really glad that Taylor um, made Paramore 
stick around, you know, because ultimately I think if Taylor didn't send Haley all of those demos, I don't think Paramore would still be around. And um, I'm so grateful that Taylor is, is in Paramore. I'm so grateful that Taylor is the person that he is, the musical genius that he is. And I'm glad that Haley hung in there. I'm glad that Zach's back. You know, I love everybody on stage. Justin's amazing. Joey, all of them. It's just like Paramore has always put on an incredible show, but tour two, some, for some reason, I'm, it's, it's the greatest Paramore tour that I think I've ever been on. And, um, it's not because of misery business and it's not because, um, it's not because of any other reason other than the fact that, um, Paramore is just finally being, they're just finally happy. And I know they probably were happy in the past, but you know, when you see them smile and like joke around and Zach's been really funny. I, uh, I spent the entire Philly date just like watching Zach and it was the best thing that I ever could have done because he's just like the faces he makes and like, you just, he, he's so, I, I miss Zach so much. I'm so glad he's, he's back in the band. And then Taylor being just amazing. You know, you, you guys just, we're so, we're so lucky to have a band like Paramore and we're so lucky that they're still around. And I'm so glad that Misery Business is still a thing. I'm so thankful that Paramore treats their fans like friends. You know, I, I was telling Meg last night, uh, not that I, not not in a weird way, but I genuinely think that, um, the members of Paramore are like friends to me. You know, I genuinely feel like me and, me and Haley are, are on some level, you know, friends and it's not like weird where we're going to talk all the time or, you know, I'm going to obsess or anything, but friends meaning, you know, if she comments on something, I'm not going to lose my mind or, you know, going out for misery business, everyone had this, um, everyone kept asking me if I freaked out or if I cried or anything. And, uh, and for the first time in my life, no, I didn't, I didn't cry. Like I wasn't, I was just in shock because I've never been picked for anything. I don't win contests. Like it's just, it, it was just so surreal to me. Like I finally felt like I, I did something on my own and I know that Tara was there and I know that I got picked with somebody else, but I finally felt like I had my own time to shine you know, I've always shared stuff in my life. I've always been second best. I've always shared. I've always been, you know, so-and-so and Sam, you know, and it it sounds really, what was me, you know, feel pity for me, but it's, it's just the truth. You know, any job I've ever worked in, I've always been second best. Like I've never, I've never had something by myself. And like I said, I know Tara was there. So technically it wasn't something that I had by myself, but to me internally, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like, that was, that was a moment for me, you know, and Tara's a, a really cool person and she gives great hugs. I'm not a hugger, but I couldn't stop hugging her. It was just like, I love this community. I love this family and I love this band. And, um, but yeah, so that was misery business. Um, I can't believe I talked for over a half hour about it, but a lot of people were asking me about it. So I wanted you guys to hear it first from me. And, um, yeah, so for the millionth time, I thank Paramore for A, being around and B, um, for that opportunity. I thank Haley all the time for just everything that she does. She's been really vocal about a lot of issues lately, especially with the Trump administration. You know, someone threw a fucking cup of beer at her yesterday and I'm still salty about it. Um, I, I don't drink, so maybe I, I'm a little biased, but 
you're are you are such an asshole if you throw any liquid at anybody <laughs> like if you're at, if you're at any show let alone a fucking theater at Boston Boston Opera House at a Paramore show mind you like why you're spending $12 on a drink and you're throwing it into the crowd and it's just so upsetting and like maybe because I don't drink I don't I think it's ridiculous but who knows but it was just like I saw that cup fly and I was so mad the first thing I did was tweet about how bummed I was because I um I just it it ruined my vibe I'm not gonna lie I still had a good time at the show and everything but it didn't feel like the other two shows it didn't feel like NYC or Philly you know after that cup flew it's just like my vibe was totally killed because who who disrespects a band like that especially who disrespects a theater like that and you're at a Paramore show this isn't fucking Lollapalooza like grow up and um, I'm glad that Haley said something. I'm glad that she spoke up about it. And I'm glad she threw a, a lemon in the crowd and said, you forgot your lemon. <laughs> so I'm just glad that Haley's, Haley especially has been super vocal about a lot of things that have been happening lately. And I'm forever grateful the kind of person that she is. And the, just she's just such a such a nice person and just a accessible person. Like you guys don't understand how cool it is to be able to have somebody that you've grown up with be so accessible and I know that maybe it doesn't seem that way for certain people because they've either never met the band or they've never had interaction with any member of Paramore especially Haley but you know that's why I kind of feel like this friendship between her because it's been so natural and organic you know she's she's like tweets of mine before you know she listened to the podcast I you know I went up on stage and it's just like they're you know, it's no longer like fangirl anymore. Not that I ever really fangirled, but it just like now it just feels like, hey, my my friend of 11 years, um, you know, appreciates my project or call me up on stage to sing with them. So I I love I love After Laughter, especially because the because seriously, ever since Idol Worship came out, I think about everything that I've ever done with any you know, kind of well-known person before. And I've kind of changed a lot of things that I do. Like I've changed my vocabulary, the way I speak about people, the way that I handle certain situations. And I think it, it's really helped me um, be a little more, you know, chill. I think I was already pretty chill, but I've definitely changed a lot of the, the, the words that I use. I've definitely changed a lot of the, the things that I do for all, all well-known people, you know, not just, you know, Paramore. Um, because like I said, I feel like I've grown up with Paramore. So um, other than like when I was 16, 17, when I first met them, I never really had like this this um, fangirl com- camaraderie around it. You know, it, it's cool. Like, you know, if Haley likes a tweet of mine, like, oh, that's really cool. But now it's just, you know, hey, my friend Haley, you know, she liked my tweet. And I bet you if you guys are listening to this, you're probably rolling your eyes like, what the fuck? This girl is crazy. But uh, yeah, that's just my feelings. So... Yeah. So I'm just, I, I I don't have anything else to say about it. It was just the coolest moment ever. I don't think anything is ever going to really top it. Um, I'm super grateful. Um, I'm so happy that I still get to see Paramore on this tour uh, two more times. I'm so excited for Toronto, especially. Um, it's my last day of the tour and I've never been to Canada before. We're all going to Niagara Falls and it's just going to be really fun. And um, I'm just 
every day that goes by, I'm just so happy that Paramore is still around. I'm so happy that they made After Laughter. Um, I I just want them to just keep touring on it. I, I love everything about this album cycle. I love the look. I love the feel. I love Zach being back. I love that they play Scoobies in the back. I love um, I love that they brought Best Coast on tour. Um, everything everything about this has been just incredible, and I just feel so lucky that I got to go on it so many times. I'm glad for people like Meg and Daisy and everybody that's been around and everybody that I'm going to these shows with. Um, I'm so happy that I get to see so many familiar faces. Um, my friend Sabrina, I haven't seen since All Time Low in Starlet at Starland Ballroom in 2008, and I met her at in the Paramore Live Journal chat room in 2007. And seeing her was literally the biggest blast from the past in my entire life. It was just, it's as somebody who who deals with anxiety and um, doesn't like affection or anything. I've never hugged and talked to so many people than I have on this tour, and I think that. Uh, this tour is what I needed. I definitely think um, 2017 is the year that mental illness can uh, really kick rocks. So um, yeah, that's all I have to say about um, all of that. So I'm going to, I am going to play you guys a song. Um, this was kind of a last minute decision. So I'm going to play you guys another song by now. Now um, the song is called yours. It's off the record that has not been determined yet or released or anything but um it's a really cool song i love now now um i hope you guys love now now because i've played them now this is going to be the third time that i'm playing them but um they're incredible musicians and i can't wait for their record to come out and um apparently it's coming out in 2018 um casey did a did an interview with she shreds magazine and they said that the album's coming out in 2018 uh i don't know how confirmed that is i don't know how accurate that is but definitely keep on checking back on that i think the yours video is probably going to come out at some point too i think it was definitely recorded um alexa just put up a really cool video from their ohio show on this tour they're on tour with dem mute again dem mute was really cool when i saw them at the show definitely check them out they're they're amazing um, if you can check out, uh, now, now I think that they're on the West coast. I don't even know, or the Midwest. I don't know. Geography. Don't ask me. I once thought Detroit was a state. Um, that's a shout out to Jamie cause he still, uh, he still talks about it. And, uh, yeah. So, um, you guys can find me on Twitter, Sam is, uh, not Sam is Socks, that's Instagram, but Instagram is Sam is Socks. Uh, Twitter is either the Paramore crew for all my Paramore updates and all of that and any tour two updates. Um, Rebel Hearts Girl for just regular stuff. I have been posting about Paramore on tour two, but not as heavily, obviously, as the Paramore crew. So definitely check them both out for different content. Um, you guys can email me at rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com. If you have any pictures or video from the NYC show, please send them to me. I don't have a lot of pictures from it. I just have a couple of videos. So if you guys have pictures, please send them over to me. I'm dying to see some. Um, somebody said that my hair looked like a hot mess and I'm still pretty uh, upset about it <laughs> because I'm super self-conscious about it. And I definitely felt like I looked like shit on stage. So um, shout out to that person. <laughs> but also... Um, yeah, I still I'm nervous about seeing it, but I kind of want to see photos and uh, hopefully some of them make me look somewhat decent. And um, yeah, <laughs> I don't post on Facebook on the Facebook group as often as I should. I've just been so wrapped up with tour two and I post a lot on Twitter. I'm super active on Twitter, like on both accounts. Like if you guys ever want to 
follow me on any social media account i recommend following me at least on rebel hearts girl because that's where i'm the most active that's where i talk to a lot of people that's where i talk to a lot of paramore fans it's my main um social media account but if you guys want to like the page on facebook please do it's um facebook.com slash rebel hearts podcast and also if you guys want to pick up a zine i do have um the zine still on an etsy it's um etsy I don't know what the Etsy link is for it, but it's uh, Rebel Hearts Goods. If you guys go to the main SoundCloud page, it's on there and you can click that. Um, I believe that they're still up for $5 uh, plus shipping. So definitely check them out. I have plenty and I'd love to get rid of them. (laughs) So yeah, thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you Paramore for everything. Thanks for all the support. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of you guys on the next two dates of tour two. Looking forward to Parahoy. I'm looking forward to the future. So I'll see you guys at the front. Here's now, now.